Hey, it is Monday. And it's not only Monday, it's Monday during the first week of summer. We have Jordan Cox as the guest host talking about GM's ice vehicles, Stellantis ice vehicles, and student debt. We're going to wrap those three together. Jordan, good morning. It's good to have you here. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. So, do you wear a suit every single day? Uh, not on like Sunday and Saturday. <laughs> or if we're doing. Uh, He's like, not when I'm mowing the lawn. All the other times, he suits up and shows up. I love it. Yeah, actually, what I should have said was, "Hey, I got a text from you this morning." I, I should have said, "I went back home, got a suit just for this." Right? <laughs> I burst into the dry cleaners. I said, "Please, I need this pressed need, immediately." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, hey, good morning, Ian. Welcome to everybody on the live stream uh, that gets to watch this show live every day. If not. You know, you can always catch it on the podcast, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. Just search Automotive Troublemaker. Um, how was your weekend? Did you do something good? It was great, man. Like Father's Day, that is like the epitome of the great weekend. Weather was awesome here. We took a trip down to Indy, which is about three hours from us. How was your weekend? What did you guys do? Oh, man, Father's Day. All about Father's Day. In my family, we tend to celebrate things for weekends. So it's yeah. like if it's, if it's your birthday, it's your weekend. It starts Friday night. It ends Sunday night. <laughs> Father Day, Father's Day is the same thing. And my wife, yeah. very appropriately, she was like, what do you want? Like she doesn't plan anything anymore. For sure. Father. She's like, what do you want to do for Father's Day? But she did say that. She's like, remember, it's not like your birthday where it like, because I usually want to do things by myself. I don't know. You can judge me if you want, but I'm an <laughs> introvert at heart. As, yeah. as Contrary to pop. So like I recharge by being alone. It's very odd in my life that I have time to be alone, right? I'm always broadcasting or I'm with my team or I'm with the family. And she goes, so it's Father's Day. So remember, it's about celebrating being a father. I was like, right. <laughs> check yeah so so she pulled out she pulled out the remarkable tablet you know that little thing it was mine i never used it so she's become like the master my wife who's not good with technology in general literally yeah. used every corner of this thing and she makes a list i was like let's make a list and i just listed all these things that i wanted to get done around the house and i was like if we get these done i'll really feel like i can relax on sunday and we just had a great time outside and moving around like just Fixing little things. We refinished the outdoor go. table. Went to church. He murdered out. <laughs> I ate way too much because it was like, Dad, where do you want to eat? All the wrong places is the answer yeah. to that. <laughs> the places you can't eat normally, you eat there All today. All the wrong. <laughs> I got a full on pass that like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it up this weekend. So we had an awesome awesome time. Um, we're coming off an amazing week. Last week we spent. Um, a lot of time in Atlanta, Georgia, having a Sodu live tonight. You can go so see cool. that on our YouTube channel or LinkedIn. Uh, just go to the Sodu channel or asotux.com and you can click through, right, and see the show. It was amazing. We wrote custom music. We had tons of guests. We had a technician and the, the crowd was literally yelling, Jerry, Jerry, like the Jerry <laughs> Springer show. You have to check it out. It was amazing. Yeah. My favorite part was the dealer went down to Georgia. <laughs> we did. We did a rendition with the band from Nashville and they pulled in a surprise fiddle player at the end and we played a rendition of the devil went down to Georgia, but rewritten for automotive. Uh, it was, yeah. a, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, all of the things that we do, sometimes there's a lot of questions like, what do you actually do? Right? Because you're going to watch the trailer and we're like, what are they actually doing? The bottom line is this, the automotive industry is we believe in its renaissance years, the dealer network in their renaissance years, not on the decline. 
And we need to show the rest of the world that we're here for them, that we're showing up, and that there's a lot of inspiring things happening inside stores every single day. So whether we're talking about automotive news, whether we are having events like Live Tonight, whether we are filming the TV show More Than Cars, which we just filmed episode two, boy, we 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 got to tell you about that. But whether, whether or not all of that, if you're in the retail auto industry, we want to be a beacon that everybody gathers around so then the like-minded people can start uh, really understanding what we can do together to show the rest of the world the real heart of the industry. Jordan, you're part of the heart of the industry, man. That's how we found each other. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, it's cool that you guys were able to create something like that because obviously we believe that the best days in automotive are in front of us and we're experiencing it right now and we only get to create it and make it better every time. So I'm just looking forward to the future. It's It's bright. That's right. That's right. All right. Let's get into some news. Um, so we got a couple, a few stories, man. I had like six stories I wanted to include this morning. We'll have to drip them out over the next two days because they were so good. We had a limited to three. <laughs> but in a move anticipating labor negotiations, General Motors commits over $2 billion B toward the manufacturing of its next generation gasoline power pickups and SUVs, assuring that they will keep being produced through well into the 2030s. Uh, the announcements came over the course of a seven-day period last month, and Next Generation Silver Silverado's Sierra production, uh, so a revamp, doing the next gen, is expected to begin in 2027 with overhauled SUVs coming through 2028. Um, Mary Barra said, we want to find a solution that's good for our employees, good for the company, because we need to continue to reinvest. And right now we've made some important announcements about reinvesting in these plants, because I think job security is very important uh, to do that. The company has to be successful so we can continue to develop um, new products customers want to buy. So there's a, a big part of this move. Obviously, there's a pending strike. The UAW is talking you know, about uh, wanting to guarantee their place in the EV future and Mary Barra and General Motors said, hey, like it's not going to be like an immediate shift. Uh, Paul Wadi, manager of industry analyst at Auto Pacific said, with all the headlines and focus on EVs, it's easy to think the transition's around the corner, but the reality is it is a decades long transaction, not a years long transaction with pickups and SUVs being the last to go fully EV. Jordan, what's exactly you? right, yeah. man. So like with EV, people are always talking about EVs, but with, uh, so we have a Chevy store and in fact, we're opening up a new one here in just a few weeks. That'll be ready. So we'll have two at that point. And I had a chance to sit down with our, our district sales manager last week to kind of talk about what their plans are for the future. And he just said the exact same thing was that, Hey, we're not going to go all in on EVs. We're still going to have those ICE vehicles available. And that's a very big thing, not only for like union employees, like the automotive news article is about, but also for the industry, for consumers. Consumers want to know that they can come back and get that new vehicle uh, and not have to go to either a partial EV vehicle um, where it's a plug-in or even just the hybrid component or the pure EV where you plug it in and that's it. So he's very excited that they're going to continue that with all their truck lineup, other SUV lineup and uh, some other small SUVs too. Well, speaking of hybrids, EVs, and all that jazz, <laughs> segue. How's that? I'm gonna try to get a segue. There you go. Kind of on the opposite <laughs> side of the trend, Stellantis is no longer allocating gasoline-only Jeep Wranglers to its dealerships in at least 14 states that are following California's emissions guidelines, unless it's been ordered by a consumer. So basically, if it's not if you're in one of these 14 states, uh, it's like California, Connecticut, Delaware, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Washington State. 
If you're in one of those, Stellantis says we will not sell you any ICE inventory, stock inventory at all for Jeep Wranglers. Only if a customer orders it. Um, so basically, Stellantis got in late on an agreement. Uh, it's called the CARB agreement, and it dictates you know emissions guidelines and rules. So Stellantis has to be within these certain guidelines state by state when the other people in it are actually allowed to take their average over the nation. So um, got a got a couple of quotes here. So um, you know Brian Mass, president of the California New Deal- Dealers Association, commented and he said, "Well, if this is the case, and now that it is the case, which is big, a big surprise." because the rules actually don't go in, into effect until 2026. So it kind of was a surprise. Uh, he says people are just gonna go to Reno or Vegas or Phoenix to get ice wranglers if that's what they want. David Keller, owner of uh, David uh, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, it's a dealership near Philly, uh, reported a significant increase in plug-in hybrid Jeep Wranglers. It's the 4xe, 4XE. Um, he says basically they're selling them successfully. People, He said people do like the fuel efficiency and it's actually an increase in power he said so we're able to sell them which is good but um he did say like there are customers who just want gas and if that's the case and they don't want to wait they're just going to skip to a different state that actually has inventory available because you know nobody nobody wants to wait for anything these days jordan (laughs) that's right well you know the hard part too is they might not even go to another state they might just go to um, a different brand because if they can't get that specific vehicle they're looking for. Now, I, I also understand that the Jeep Wrangler is a very specific vehicle. So yeah. people are probably willing to drive for that. But if they continue that trend within Stellantis where they're not going to offer that, then I think that people are going to go somewhere else, um, not only across state lines, but also maybe even to a different brand. And they might be experiencing things that they um, haven't done before. And I would also say that on some of those, they might also be concerned about going to like a plug-in hybrid vehicle because they also might be concerned it costs more and their loan payment might be higher. Mm, speaking of loan payments, Stop. I knew you were saying Segway. that. Time. He said, I'm going to bump set you some segues today. He's like, I'm going to bump them up. It's your job <laughs> to get them over the net. Oh, as the U.S. government ends the suspension of student load payments in late August, so just 60 days from now, close to 26 million Americans will start making their student loan payments again. So these have been in forbearance for probably close to three years now. The shift is anticipated to collectively cost up to $10 billion of American spending power per month causing uh, a likely contraction in discretionary spending. Retailers, especially in the apparel sector, are going to feel the brunt of the financial charge. So uh, when you look and dig down into the data, basically 30, almost 33% of the people that have to start these payments again are between the ages of 30 and 39. So like a real prime car buying demographic. And uh, when you look at where these folks shop, so they fo- they shop at places like Old Navy, Victoria's Secret, Nike, Lululemon, um, Wayfair, Dick's Sporting Goods, Ulta Beauty, Target, Best Buy, right? So high exposure to millennials and, and Gen X, um, mostly millennials though. And um, I we've been talking about, and you've experienced this in the stores, uh, a credit crunch, discretionary spending um, going down, vehicle prices going up. Uh, what, what, how do you feel about that that storm? <laughs> it's a lot of things happening all at once because I think that people are concerned about uh, interest rates, obviously, just like you said. And when someone is already peaked out on something and then they're also told to step up in price, 
and then they have to step on an interest rate, your payment is a lot bigger than what other people would expect just walking into it. So I think we're going to miss out on a lot of the discretionary purchases in the auto industry. Uh, just with uh, this coming in, I think it's in August, I think it's what you said. Yeah, end of August. Uh, end of August, yeah. So that's going to really affect Q, Q4 uh, for the entire year, whether it's new vehicles or used vehicles. Well, What's your take on it? So you're a marketer. And so you spend a lot of your time making marketing content for the group, uh, thinking about how we're going to talk about things, what we're going to talk about. What is your approach to the marketing strategy going into a time that's already credit crunch? Like, what are the types of things you're talking about? How are you positioning your products to consumers? Uh, you know, like I think sharing some insights like that might help some of the other marketers or even, you know, GMs, dealer principals think about how to approach this from a communication standpoint. Sure. Yeah. And there's a lot of different things that we do. So we always try and push whatever. Um, so it's, it's twofold. We've got the one side of it where we focus on our monthly sale that we have going on. And when we do that, we always try to put, we always try to feature whatever that new interest rate is, um, because there are certain vehicles right now where you can still get 2.99% on uh, for interest rates for new vehicles. What, what then, vehicles are those? So you're in the, the GM Silverado system. Silverado is 2.99. Exactly. And then right now, if you get Toyotas, um, the sedans, and then also the smaller SUVs, those are 4.9. So a lot of people are thinking that they're going to be 6, 7, 8% if they go to their credit union. But if they come to us, we can actually get it cheaper for them. So that was like a question. This doesn't happen very often, but on Friday, I took a sales call and that was all she wanted to talk about was interest rate mm. and with Toyota. So for her, that was so important. And being able to change my communication on the phone to her and saying, hey, what you're looking for is actually an incentive through the end of this month. So if this is something you're looking to do, we need to move forward now. And it's not pressure. It's not lying to them about stuff. It's just about telling them exactly what, they, what they're looking for, and that's really important. And then, Paul, the other side of it is we're really focusing on branding at a very high level. So it's about the stories of our employees, uh, the stories of local community leaders. That's really something that we're working on right now. So there's a, a, a big release that we're working on. I'm not going to take a second to plug it here, but uh, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> what is it? Plug it here. Okay. You sure? Plug it. Yes, <laughs> okay. please. Let's. All right, let's do it. So we, we wanted to go through and do something they're, that they're doing on YouTube. So if you look at something called Hot Ones on YouTube, we're doing something very similar to that. We call it Hot Takes by Gates. You can check it out by going to gateshottakes.com. We're sitting down with local community leaders. We're going through and doing the anti-interview. They're eating on camera, and we just eat spicier <laughs> and spicier wings as we go through spicier and spicier questions. Oh, so I love it. that's something that I had dreamed about doing for a while, and we finally had the time to do it, and we went and pulled the trigger. So great, we great just did the format. first episode last week, and then this week we've got um, we've actually got a double header on two days in a row. So we're doing four more episodes beautiful. this week. <laughs> that's a that's a beautiful thing, you know. And, and what? So to go back to your first point, what vehicle or what price range was that customer that was concerned about the interest rate? What what price range were they buying in? Great question, because that was also really important to her. She wanted to be under thirty grand. So we have Toyota, we have Chevy. Um, so that's something we kind of talked about on the phone too. Was hey, if you go with Toyota, you get the better interest rate. But you could also go to a Chevy Trailblazer to go to the smaller SUV that you're looking for. Size was important to her. She wanted something a little bit bigger, but she didn't want to spend a lot of money doing that. So again, it's it's about finding what they what they want and really letting them talk more and understand what they're looking for. So that was just a good reminder of what I think the industry is doing is um and I I'm not complaining that I took a sales call, but I'm I'm excited that I did because that was just a reminder that hey, 
this is what's happening out there. And this is what people are looking for and they're asking about. So no, that's that, exciting. That's great. I mean, like, and I think that's real conventional wisdom for anyone in the dealership. If you can't take sure. a sales call, obviously you don't want people taking sales calls, but you surely can easily share them in most since, you know, depending on what your system is. Most people yeah. have recorded and can share sales calls. Sharing a sales call once a week with the rest of the team that kind of highlights the general sentiment of what you're hearing. I can't think of a better way to get everyone. I don't care if it's the receptionist, the detailer, a janitor, an IT person, the accounting office, share a sales call because that gets you in the consumer mindset. Um, and right. I don't think anyone else can lose with that. Jordan, thank you so Paul. much for spending a little time with us today and co-hosting. I can't wait until the next time already. Until then, go get it. First week of summer, coming in hot.